This week's podcast is made possible by a generous donation from the Lewis C. Skinner Foundation. I believe in the power of love. I believe that a generation of young people... I believe it deeply and sincerely. I believe in the importance of passing this knowledge I along. believe that everyone wants to love All of and these add loved. up to my belief in the dignity of the individual. I believe in people. This I believe. No matter the medium, science fiction sells well. Avatar is the highest grossing movie in history, and avid readers can point to any number of best-selling books in the sci-fi genre, Dune, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and Stranger in a Strange Land, which was written by Robert Heinlein, this week's essayist in our series, This I Believe. Heinlein began writing during the golden age of science fiction, when the promise of space exploration mingled with the terror of nuclear radiation. Producer Dan Gediman says Heinlein is counted as one of the so-called big three sci-fi authors, along with Arthur C. Clarke and Isaac Asimov. He was a Navy man, a graduate of Annapolis, and uh, unfortunately developed tuberculosis, was discharged from the service in 1934, and kind of thrashed around trying to figure out what to do with his life. He studied physics and math in graduate school. And then uh, money got tight in the late 30s, which, you know, lots of people were having problems with money in the 1930s, weren't they? (laughs) And um, he started writing for pulp magazines, which would be, of course, the thing I would do if I needed some money to get me through the night, and had some success in this area. And then World War II started up, and uh, he tried to get back in the Navy, but they wouldn't take him because of his uh, lung scarring from tuberculosis. So he took a job as a civilian aviation engineer. That had been sort of his specialty in the Navy and got very involved with that during the war years. And then after the war, he uh, resumed his writing career and started to write science fiction novels, first for children and then eventually for adults. And uh, his first big hit, if you will, was uh, he wrote uh, the screenplay and for what is often considered the first modern science fiction movie, Destination Moon. And actually, at the point in time when he wrote this essay for this, I believe, that was probably the thing he was most known for. And um, he had been rather prolific writing science fiction short stories and these children's novels. But really, to a large degree, his greatest successes came after the point in time when he wrote his essay. Well, he was very, very outspoken, very bold. He wrote Stranger in a Strange Land. His two big, probably biggest hits, if you will, uh, as, as novels, first the book Starship Troopers, which actually came out in the late 50s after this essay, he had a very interesting kind of political life. He had been, a, uh, in the 1930s, a, a socialist and supported Upton Sinclair for uh, governor in California and had actually tried a bit of a career as a politician himself. And then by the late 50s, he had done this rather radical turnaround, which a few people did back then, and went from socialism to um, kind of far-right libertarianism and uh, kind of stayed there for much of the rest of his life and um, was really incensed by some of what he was seeing around him in terms of opposition to the military and to uh, nuclear power and things that he felt strongly about. So he ended up writing this book, Starship Troopers, which is sort of a a political manifesto in some respects and military manifesto disguised as a science fiction novel. And then he turns around and writes this book, Stranger in a Strange Land, probably his, the book he's most noted for, which was um, kind of a satire at promoting, I suppose, free love and uh, 
not very um, happy about religion um, and, you know, things that were eventually to become very much in vogue in the 1960s, although he himself was probably an uh, unlikely um, torchbearer for the 1960s counterculture. Well, let's hear the essay of Robert Heinlein. I am not going to talk about religious beliefs, but about matters so obvious that it has gone out of style to mention them. I believe in my neighbors. I know their faults, and I know that their virtues far outweigh their faults. Take Father Michael down our road of peace. I'm not of his creed, but I know that goodness and charity and loving kindness shine in his daily actions. I believe in Father Mike. If I'm in trouble, I'll go to him. My next-door neighbor is a veterinary doctor. Doc will get out of bed after a hard day to help a stray cat. No fee, no prospect of a fee. I believe in Doc. I believe in my townspeople. You can knock on any door in our town, say, I'm hungry, and you'll be fed. Our town is no exception. I found the same ready charity everywhere. For the one who says, the heck with you, I got mine, there are a hundred, a thousand, who will say, sure, pal, sit down. I know that, despite all warnings against hitchhikers, I can step to the highway, thumb for a ride, and in a few minutes, a car or a truck will stop, and someone will say, climb in, Mac, how far are you going? I believe in my fellow citizens. Our headlines are splashed with crime, yet for every criminal there are 10,000 honest, decent, kindly men. If it were not so, no child would live to grow up. Business could not go on from day to day. Decency is not news. It is buried in the obituaries. But it is a force stronger than crime. I believe in the patient gallantry of nurses, in the tedious sacrifices of teachers. I believe in the unseen and unending fight against desperate odds that goes on quietly in almost every home in the land. I believe in the honest craft of workmen. Take a look around you. There never were enough bosses to check up on all that work. From Independence Hall to the Grand Coulee Dam, these things were built level and square by craftsmen who were honest in their bones. I believe that almost all politicians are honest. For every bribed alderman, there are hundreds of politicians, low paid or not paid at all, doing their level best, without thanks or glory, to make our system work. If this were not true, we would never have gotten past the 13 colonies. I believe in Roger Young. You and I are free today because of endless, unnamed heroes from Valley Forge to the Yalu River. I believe in, I am proud to belong to, the United States. Despite shortcomings from lynchings to bad faith in high places, our nation has had the most decent and kindly internal practices and foreign policies to be found anywhere in history. And finally, I believe in my whole race, yellow, white, black, red, brown, in the honesty, courage, intelligence, durability, and goodness of the overwhelming majority of my brothers and sisters everywhere on this planet. I am proud to be a human being. I believe that we have come this far by the skin of our teeth, that we always make it just by the skin of our teeth, but that we will always make it, survive, endure. I believe that this hairless embryo with the aching, oversized brain case and the opposable thumb, this animal barely up from the apes, will endure, will endure longer than his home planet, will spread out to the other planets, to the stars and beyond, carrying with him his honesty, his insatiable curiosity, his unlimited courage, and his noble, essential decency. This I believe with all my heart. Science fiction writer Robert Heinlein with his essay for This I Believe. 
There's um, a matter-of-fact confidence in his voice. I like this guy. <laughs> I do, too. It's it's always been one of my favorite essays. I, It's it's unique in, in all of the essays in the series, just this sort of litany of people in his neighborhood and in his hometown and his belief in, in really in, in, in the American people and average American folk that he uh, knew and loved. Um, he talks about, along the way, uh, Roger Young. He says, I believe in Roger Young. And I had to go <laughs> looking up who Roger Young was. He was a Congressional Medal of Honor winner for um, bravery in the Second World War and died in combat. And uh, he named one of his ships in the Starship Trooper novel the Roger Young. is sort of a, an homage to this guy. But, yeah, it's a really down-to-earth essay that is, I, I, I would hasten to say, probably the most popular This I Believe essay. As a matter of fact, when I first was interested in bringing back the This I Believe series and I put This I Believe uh, into Google, the very first, I don't know, half-dozen Google citations all were to this particular essay by Heinlein, which um, has been greatly prized by Heinleinians, if that is a <laughs> word, um, as sort of, uh, you know, one of his great small works. He writes about uh, the basic decency of people. He says, I believe in my neighbors, my townspeople, my fellow citizens. He even says, I believe that almost all politicians are honest I have to say that's one of those uh, phrases that um, that leap out as being a little uh, moth-eaten over the past 60 years, uh, you know, having gone through uh, Watergate and a few other uh, uh, political catastrophes since then. But, you know, there's a bit of a caveat there, you know, that there's a couple of losers in the bunch. But for the most part, mm-hmm. they're good folk. At the very end, we get a little uh, sci-fi prediction about the human race enduring and spreading to other planets. That's right. You know, he had this engineering background, scientific background, military background that he all brought to bear in his his writings. There were many things that he envisioned having to do with space travel, having to do with uh, robotics and uh, several military techniques um, that all came to be later on. Back when he was advising the Navy uh, in World War II, he wrote a uh, um, a paper for them suggesting that they explore the moon. Uh, and on the day when the um, when the moon landing happened in uh, July of 1969, uh, Walter Cronkite had Heinlein along with Arthur C. Clarke as his commentators as man was first setting foot on the moon. So I thought that was interesting. Well, who do we have next week? Next week, we, uh, a completely obscure person, uh, one of my favorite essays, a guy named Albert J. Nesbitt, who was an industrialist in the Philadelphia area and a, a civic leader. A very interesting essay. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Dan Gediman is executive director of This I Believe, Inc., and editor of the new book, Edward R. Murrell's This I Believe, which features today's essay, as well as 50 others from the original radio series. For more information, go to thisibelieve.org. Special thanks to producer John Gregory and to WFPL in Louisville. The Bob Edwards Show is produced by Steve Lichtai and Jeffrey Reddick for Sirius XM Satellite Radio. This podcast is a free service of This I Believe, Inc., a nonprofit organization that helps people write and share their most deeply held beliefs. To learn how you can support this work with your tax-deductible donation, please visit thisibelieve.org support. For This I Believe, I'm Dan Gediman.